Thanks for listening to the Roman Circus Podcast, a weekly dive into death-defying discussions of Catholic culture, tradition, and history. I'm Matt Baker, and with me, as always, is a man who lost one hour of sleep but gained one hour of handsomeness, Zach Mabry. Zach, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Um, though that's not how the time change works. We actually gained an hour of sleep. Mm. Tomato, tomato. Arizona people, they don't be understanding. I know, it's so weird because, like, now... uh, football starts at 11 and 2 instead of 10 and 1. So like it's really weird. It, it because we don't do anything with the clock, we suffer the ramifications of moving things around. Like 7:30 7:30 p.m. basketball games start at 8:30 p.m. now. It's real it's real wild. That is so wild. We can't even imagine an 8:30 basketball game. Tweet us at Roman Circus Pod. What is Roman Circus Pod? I'm at Hey, it's Matt Baker. Zach is at Zach Mabry. Z A C Mabry. All of those usernames apply on Instagram now too, so you can follow oh, us on Instagram. That's true. Uh, email us podcast at romancircusblog.com, patreon.com slash Roman Circus Pod. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review us if you get a chance. We're also on most of all the other podcast platforms and coming up shortly zach we will have an interview with friend of the show now two-time guest tommy ty who is going to tell us about his new book and a few other things big fan of tommy tiggy (laughs) yeah yeah that that's how you would pronounce it if the gh were not silent right right but yeah you're right the gh is silent Mm. yeah um So, Zach, it's time for that wonderful question that America loves to hear. What is in the news? Well, um, Apple launched its new streaming service, Apple TV+. What's the difference? So, it's actually original content from Apple. That's Um, all it is? So, that's what the plus means? Yes. So, it's $5 a month. Um, or like some of their devices, you get a year free, um, and so it's got a handful of shows. One of them is a reboot of Snoopy, like the 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 Peanuts, Charlie Brown. Like you know them? They're doing. You heard of them? Yeah, they're doing cartoons. Um, yeah, I okay. thought they were dead, but then I saw them on screen. Um, How is it? There's the the kind of marquee show is called The Morning Show. It's about Jennifer. It stars Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. Um, and it's kind of a a take on sort of Me Too and how it impacted the news, but it's you know dramatized. So it it kind of mirrors the Matt Lauer, Savannah Guthrie thing, mm-hmm. where he just got you know fired because he kept raping everyone, um, mm-hmm. and so. Yeah, um, it's it's pretty good. I was actually impressed. Um, you know, there's language, but there's actually, for it being, you know, about, uh, you know, the, the key plot line is this guy's, you know, a predator. A monster. Um, yeah. Right. There's actually not, like, sex in the story, which is great. Oh, yeah, we don't like that. So, right. Sex is canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I have good news. The uh-oh. Dow is up. The Dow is up 18% for the year, Zach. Stocks are on Jones. a high. Uh, Stonks? 
yeah, uh, we're we're doing good. But sixty three percent of the country, sixty three percent of people say the country is heading in the wrong direction. I don't know what to make of that. If stocks are up, how can we be heading in the wrong direction, Zach? Beats me. That's I thought. That's every. We should all be swimming in money like Scrooge McDuck's. I okay. Here's the thing. Have you ever thought <laughs> okay. about that? Like diving into a big pool of oh, gold you would, coins, you would, and how bad that would hurt. You would crack your neck. Right. You would die. So like nobody do that. Yeah. If you want to do something, just roll around on dollar bills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely don't jump into a, a vat of gold coins. He like swims right. in it too. He effortlessly he effortlessly weaves his way in and out of these things. Right, it's not like a ball pit, people. So again, this is why you listen to us is so that we can warn you. Mm-hmm. You don't make these you don't make these mistakes. Yeah, we're saving lives. We're saving <laughs> lives. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, Saturday night live we, uh, had Chance the Rapper on recently and it was okay. so good. I'll have to watch um, it. I, I rewatched a skit from the last time he hosted where he was uh, doing the skit was that the normal hockey, the normal hockey guy was out. So Chance the Rapper played the guy who covers basketball for TV trying to explain what hockey is. Did you ever see that? I, I don't remember that one. Yeah, it's pretty good. That would be like me covering hockey or basketball. <laughs> yeah, basically. Basically. Um, well, I'll have to watch that. Did you, uh, did you see all the latest stuff? So apparently we're not allowed to say boomer anymore. Saying boomer is just like saying the N word, Zach. And remember what is, what is it that I'm always saying? The N word has no peers. There are no words that are the, you know, that are like the N word. It's a historically unique word anyway. Well, I was just going to say it really is a bummer for you being an Oklahoma grad you can't say boomer sooner anymore you might you might as <laughs> well just true. be saying you might as well just be saying the n-word zach <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah um might as well so, so is that like thing. boomer are, are we allowed to say like like boomer but like boomer is it just boomer with the hard r oh yeah yeah if we're if we're saying it with an a that's then true it's okay yeah because it's like a friendly thing okay like if like the the old like the boomers are our friends if we say it boomer like, yeah what's up what's up my boomer yeah so as long as there's no hard r we're fine yeah yeah you Unless you, I mean, I do have some friends who are boomers, so I guess I can say it. Uh, I mean, that's yeah. how it works. You can get a pass. You can get a B yeah, word a, pass. A B word pass. Yeah, no, that that makes a lot of sense. These things like this that, uh, you know, it's really, we can tell our, our nation is pulling together. People say we're in a bad space, but, you know, it's, you know, we're we're coming a long way. Okay, so... Before we get Tommy on here, we have to address we do we do talk about this in the interview, but the address the elephant in the room of Oh us, there's an elephant us, in the room. Us not being in the Catholic hipster sequel or the <laughs> the squeak I was surprised to find that out. The squeak wool as I like to call it. The Alvin and the, Alvin and the Chipmunks, the squeak wool. 
I worked at the Boys and Girls Club the summer before that came out, and there was one kid in the summer camp who was just so excited for it. He was just like, I can't wait to see Alvin and the Chipmunks, the squeak wool. I was like, all right, I wish I, I wish I was excited about anything as much as you are the squeakle. But anyway, so yeah. Alvin and the Chipmunks, the, the squeakle made history, not quite the way that Flintstones 2 Viva Rock Vegas did, but <laughs> it did its part. What do you mean? It was a good movie. Well, yeah, but what, how did it make history? It was the squeakle. You were literally quoting it right now. Like, how can you claim it's not history? Um... So yeah, the book has amazing contributors, and we're excited to talk to Tommy about it, about being Catholic hipsters. He has uh, like five, I think I counted five previous guests are in the book, Yes, which is very exciting. Caitlin, Haley Stewart, uh, Teresa, Patrick, and uh, Katie McGrady. Did I say her already? Caitlin. Um, But yeah. Yeah, no, it's good, and we talk a little. We we talk a little. We can't get into too much because he didn't. Unfortunately, we, he didn't have a lot of time. But we were glad he could come on. But we tried to talk a little bit about mental health uh, at the end, um, mm-hmm. which he's he's really good. He's really that's his really good stuff. You if you just see his tweets and all that stuff, uh, you he's he works. He well, he talks about it, but he that's like he he's really good about the mental health stuff, and he's. He's really good to have around in the Catholic Twitter sphere to talk about that because a lot of people online talk about what they're going through and some of the troubles and he's an asset. You know, it's ni- it's just nice to have someone in that sphere that can can talk as an expert, really. Because we do we uh, I mean a lot of people make jokes about it, but there are, you know, it is a serious thing. That's that's my Tommy Ty appreciation moment there. Yes, we do appreciate us some Tommy Ty, some TT. Mm-hmm. So anything some QT else? with the TT quality time with Tommy Ty. <laughs> anything else before we get to the interview? Um. Yes. Uh, if any of you guys are going to be at the Notre Dame conference this weekend, I'll be there. So come say hello. Um, I will have stickers. Oh yeah, right? nice. So I will give them to you. I'll give you Wait, a sticker. Give give a brief. What is, what is the what is the Notre Dame conference? I know a few like fathers Anthony and Harrison will be there, and Caitlin will be there. And what is it? Just a bunch of talks, or yeah. So I've actually never been. Um, it's going to be interesting to go. So it's being put on. Um, let's see. What's the word? I, I I've never even actually been on campus at. Notre Dame so it's put on by the Center for Ethics and Culture it's their annual fall conference it's a big it's their 20th time they've done it and whenever I've mentioned to anyone that's even kind of trans like vaguely rated related to Catholic universities knows all about it um so I'm excited to go I never knew about it till this year so this year the theme is I have called you friends okay yeah, you're really getting out there with going to France, going to all these conferences. You know, I'm very booked and busy. Um, you know, not going anywhere. Yeah, thank you for giving me your time to join me on the podcast this evening. Right, and you know, I'm just here to say hey, and I'm here to stay. 
and you're gonna be mad all day. <laughs> Success. All right, that... <laughs> all right, on that note, let's get to Tommy. Boom. All right, Zach, as promised, we are joined on the podcast by who I I introduced on Twitter earlier as the tradiest of all the trads. He's known Twitter-wide as being the most trad online trad there ever was. Uh, Thomas Ty. Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> it, Thomas, Thomas makes you sound more trad. Okay, good. We can go with it. That's cool. Uh, also, I, also, I'm joking. He is uh, the author of... The Catholic hipster, is it the next level? That's what they went with. Yeah, you got it. That's why I like to call you a trad because it's basically trads versus hipsters on this podcast tonight. Is that the that's the defining line right there, huh? He he is a man of podcasting, of authoring, of being a husband and a father, and uh, being a what was it? Uh, Psychiatrist, not uh, marriage and family therapist. marriage and family therapist. I know. I was just listening to uh, your podcast, Saint Diphna's Playbook. Is that how you say it? Dif- Dimp. <laughs> I know, right? It's got to be the most difficult. I believe it's pronounced Dimphna, but Dimphna. It's, it, it's hard to say even if you intellectually know how to pronounce it. So. Yeah. No. I was. It's. It's great. <laughs> it, do we know her? Do we know her feast day? Oh my gosh! I, I just looked know. it up. I oh, just good. looked it up. That's it's good. M- it's May fifteenth. <laughs> Wait, so that was just a quiz for my knowledge. I appreciate that. Well, actually, it was more of just actually a a question. I was just, I was looking it up as I said it, so I don't know. I, it was like a default if you knew it, I was going to have you say it. But. I think I need to get ready to celebrate May 15th this year. She's, you know, her. we've got a, a picture of her up on our dining room wall. It's It's time. May 15th has to be big. Yeah, I always wonder if some of these saints especially ones with names that are hard to pronounce, if they kind of get swept under the rug. Just because you know? of that? Because well, of that, that reason? Yeah, but there's just, we. I mean, you know, we're lucky we have so many saints that we can acknowledge throughout the year, and I wonder if some of these just get, you know, take a back seat for, like, the, you know, all the saints that we know already. Like, yeah, if you go to, like, um, you know, that, if you just type in Saint of the Day, like Catholic Saint of the Day, and it goes to, like, that Catholic dot org or something website mm-hmm. it's like there's like 25 to 50 saints every single day and it's uh pretty mind-blowing yeah have you read butler's lives of the saints not I read haven't, but i know i should right yeah I should well have I, it at least on hand yeah i say i say read as in have, referenced yeah because it, yeah. it's it is intimidating i i for some reason when i was getting confirmed the diocese of phoenix did not do confirmation saints Oh, interesting. Yeah, for a few years. So I never had a confirmation saint. So my spiritual director said, well, why don't you read Butler's Lives of the Saints and see what see what comes to you? And I was like, okay, that seems pretty easy. It was so <laughs> difficult. It was such it was such like an Just intensive dense, process. Yeah, because yeah. some of these saints, they have a lot, and some are just— so some of the entries were like, uh, nobody really knows anything about this person. <laughs> we're not quite sure if they even lived. But... I know. That's the other wild thing is yeah. like there's the debate over like St. Philomena, if she actually existed, you know, like Isn't all that. wild? Yeah. It's really wild. But I like that process that you undertook better than the normal cradle Catholic way, which is they give you like a spreadsheet when you're, you know, a teenager 
and you're going through being like, oh, well, this one's the patron saint of rollerblading. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe that would be good for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I rollerbladed once in the late 90s. <laughs> maybe that's the saint for me. Yeah. So we got, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the list here on the Catholic hipster, the next level. And you got, you got all our friends to. I was going to say, is there anyone who hasn't been a guest on this podcast? There is a few. You got to um, line them up then. Yeah, but we, one, two, five, we've had five of them. Let me see. Oh, wait. There's more. Six. I could have I could have easily done this before the podcast. But... See, so it's just a book by a bunch of Twitter friends. I know, really. Like that's <laughs> like what what. So, what was the process? Obviously, these are all great people, and I I like um, like they're very uh, custom too. Like you have Haley Stewart talking about Michaelmas. Like the, she the Stewarts love Michaelmas, right? Like that's, that's right. That's if you big deal. If you've talked to them for five minutes, you'll know that they just love it. But one so, of her other entries is about bees, which is very on brand. Of course, them, very. So, what when you put this together, like, what was the idea? Like, did you have a, did you have the people you wanted to talk about, and you let them decide, or did you kind of? Yeah, it was when it when they uh, approached me and asked me if I wanted to do a second one, and I said sure. I I literally clicked on the the list of people I was following on Twitter. <laughs> and would just like say, okay, that person and add them to a DM uh, and just went through and DM'd, you know, a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, and when people said yes, then it was sort of like, all right, well then, you know, come up with two to four things and just write something. There was absolutely zero, um, you know, no guardrails. People could write just kind of whatever they wanted, which I think is cool because it really makes for an eclectic, an eclectic book. Yeah. So what, what is the, for, I mean, for those that hadn't haven't read the first one or don't really know anything about it like what is the purpose behind the the book what is it did you do it to promote like a certain thing or did you just did you it kind of like i wanted to podcast with zach because it's just like i just like talking with my friend right, right. did you yeah. did you really like i just want to like see my friends write and do that was there that element too or yeah yeah the it kind of arose out of like the you know uh, kind of like what caitlin does now doing like uh, polls to kind of have people vote on different folks and what they're doing online right uh and kind of promoting them and it became sort of a joke about how funny it would be if we could make a book where we just gathered up people who we liked on Twitter and, <laughs> and published whatever they wanted to write about. Yeah. Um, and then the joke became, yeah, you know, the Catholic world's weird like that, right? You make a joke and then the next thing you know, someone's like, Oh, hi, I work for this Catholic publisher. How would you like to try it? And that's kind of weird. Um, but Wait, yeah, so, the, the yeah. first one kind of came together of like, let's just find a way to kind of reach out to, to people um, who aren't necessarily like the typical sort of, uh, already going to mass, you know, all, all the time kind of folks and, and maybe reawaken a little something to them for them. So the first one talks a lot about like confession and adoration and the divine office and um, daily mass, you know, and the rosary and things like that. Um, and so this one tried to go a little bit more broad, a little bit like deeper and a little bit further out of the normal mm-hmm. kind of Catholic contributions that we got from the first one. So... Yeah, now we're talking about everything from like, oh boy, third orders, right? To yeah, Lord of the Rings. Well, it Just... is the it <laughs> is the second one, 
It is the second one in the trilogy, and you know, traditionally the second movies are always big. They have a bigger budget, so they always have more explosions, and they have there you go. You know, so we this just, one, uh, we literally just finished introducing our kids to A New Hope last night, and we have Empire Strikes Back waiting at the library, knowing oh, full well that that's going to just blow them away as the second one, right? There you go. That's perfect. <laughs> that's the perfect. <laughs> uh, that's cool. So what? What's the? I mean, hipster comes. I wouldn't say it's a loaded word, but it does come with its own, you know, people think oh, certain sure. things. Yeah, What's you can the... look at the mentions and kind of see what people think of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what, like as I said with jokingly about the trad thing, I said that, like, because that is a word that comes with a lot of expectation or a lot of, you know, assumptions. So what? What's, what is, I mean, why a hipster? What's the hipstery part yeah, the original idea to it was um, kind of pointing out at the time when the first one came out, which I guess at this point is a few years ago, like the mm-hmm. hipster thing was kind of making a comeback in secular popular culture, sure. sort of. And it was like, oh, everyone's like, uh, now people are butchers instead of working in IT or whatever. And that's mm-hmm. so cool. Or people make their own tables. So the, <laughs> the original idea was uh, to kind of show that authentically living the Catholic faith was more countercultural than any of these sort of like uh, sub genres of, you know, society or whatever. Um, so that's kind of where it took off at first. And at this point it's probably lost its, its entire meaning. And it's just sort of there as the placeholder as opposed to calling it anything different. Mm-hmm. Zach, you've been awfully quiet. I, I, you're just soaking in all the information, I assume. Yeah. I'm learning so much from both of you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's a pleasure. I mean, to both of you are my elders. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> what 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 do you what do you want to ask Tommy? This is your chance. You can ask Tommy Ty anything right now. Um so when That's when was this window. like when what was the writing process like for this book? Like when did everybody start putting together their chapters? Uh you mean like when in time or, or yeah. what do you mean? Yeah. Um I like a year and a half ago maybe. So, so after you knew Matt and I. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was then. Cuz I was ch- I was like <laughs> When you when I was looking at the when I was reading through, I was like, okay, I'm sure that there that Matt and I did a chapter. I'm sure that we did. Did it not? I was come really surprised to see was that like we had we hadn't written email just didn't it. show up or something. That must what? be it, probably. You guys sent the you didn't attach the the actual contribution in the email, and I just never got back to you. That's probably. I bet that was it. I bet that was it. Just kidding. No, I I, liked, I hate telling people I really hey, you forgot the, the attachment, so I just avoided that. <laughs> yeah, you were like, oh, I don't want to embarrass you. Um, <laughs> No, I, I really liked the people that you chose for it. It was all people that I like. Would li- I, I was like excited. I, I couldn't read the whole thing between when we first planned the interview and now, um, but I was excited <laughs> about who who made the cut and like you know Patrick Nevis in there and um, Teresa and Caitlin and and just the whole crew. So like I think that was kind of cool. Just the the selection of people that you got, and it's like you have people who are married and you have people who are you know, getting married like Patrick and you have people, you know, in religious life, it, it, it was neat. The mixture of like state and life and everything that you found for the book. Tommy. That's so kind of you. Wow. Tom, this is the Tommy, Catholic compliment hour now. Yeah. Zach was Zach. Zach's really good at doing this thing where like the, he didn't have time to read it in between. Cause really we planned this like most of today. So, but he's good at speaking. <laughs> I did probably, yeah. He speak, he's good at speaking generally to make it, uh, make it sound more grand i think that's a fantastic skill that's going to take zach and this whole podcast very far because mm-hmm. you can't tell oh, yeah. me anybody who has an actual radio show is reading the books right 
I assume, I mean, I don't know how that stuff works. Because sometimes you'll watch, like, for, you know, books where the book tour takes them to, like, Good Morning America and stuff. And they they seem like they've they read ask, it. like, real questions. Which, whenever yeah. I did interviews for the first book, because, you know, it's like like this one. The, the last time I read most of these things was a year ago, right? And so then you start doing interviews and somebody, you get someone who actually did read through the whole book and they ask questions and I'm just like completely dumbfounded. Like, do we think I didn't even know that was in the book. I'm so sorry. I don't know how to answer your question. (laughs) (laughs) Do we think that these people have assistants that read the book and then feed them the questions? I don't know if like, you know, maybe I can't picture like Iowa Catholic radio having that sort of bandwidth, but, but maybe who knows? Is Is that Maddie Maher? Is that our friend Maddie? Oh, I was just making up Iowa Catholic Radio. Oh, well, I think training. she does something. <laughs> I'm sure they're know. great. It was... <laughs> yeah, we love them. Um, uh, what are your thoughts on Pacamama? Oh, sorry. Did uh, you Jeff say it? I'm just glad that you actually said it out loud because I've only ever read it. Yeah. And I always read it as Pachamama, so I'm really glad it, to be corrected. It, it might That's be good. that. We I know there's a priest that listens to our podcast that always corrects me on my pronunciations. So, like, we did a whole episode about Archbishop Vigano calling him Vigano. Just on and purpose. No, we didn't know. And oh. then we get, I get a message, like, you need to check with me before you, like, do these Italian names. Um, this is a so hard thing about living online so much now, right? Is that it's all written. Right. Like, I'm sorry I learn words through reading instead of watching television, but uh, just kidding. But you, but you lay it out there because your Twitter account is at the gh is silent so you let everyone know that the gh is silent it's just tie i I try but yeah Yeah, what if her name was pa mama and her twitter name needs to be like (laughs) the the ch is silent (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that would help if yeah that would help yeah we're just spitballing topics for catholic hipster part three here (laughs) i want it to be a meme i don't know if you're familiar there's this like (laughs) fringe kind of right-wing character um, who wrote a book called Bronze Age Mindset. And every time anything strange happens in the news, people will post like, wow, um, Bronze Age Mindset only been out six months or something. So whenever I see any Catholics do weird things from now, now on, I'm going to be like, wow, Catholic hipster sequel. <laughs> only been out one month. Only been out one month. I feel, I'm happy. I'm happy with that. I think we're going to mean, we're going to mean this. <laughs> yeah. Um, Have you guys already talked about Tommy being so trad. Yeah, that's what we did. We opened with that. It was the best introduction I've had, in fact. You asked me if he's a normie? No, I was going to save that. Oh. You can ask him. So, Tommy, I have a yes. question. Let, Are you, yeah, right. in fact, a normie? <laughs> I would have to say probably, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even really know. What is a, is a normie just like a normie? normal <laughs> i think my favorite thing is that tommy will post something like you know you know you know you're catholic when you see an alpaca at mass or something and then people will respond like so serious with like 10 different things and you're just like okay <laughs> i i had somebody even today there was a uh i i said how beautiful the paradoxes of our faith were like dying that we might live giving that we might receive or that extraordinary ministers of holy communion are only present at the ordinary form of the mass <laughs> and someone replied within minutes saying shut up all you're doing is spreading seeds of division among the faithful 
and I just don't. I I wish I knew what was going on. <laughs> That's so funny. So because that sounds like they're accusing you of like being a trad kind of like because you're joking about. Is that it? Right? Like I'm like yeah, the ordinary yeah. form's terrible. But you called them extraordinary ministers, not what you didn't call them the the secret nickname that that we sometimes use. I also had someone reply saying that it's actually two words: extra ordinary. Not no, that's extraordinary. Not true. That's completely <laughs> not true. <laughs> Who was that? Who was that? <laughs> I have to go back and look, but it's, it's, uh, yeah. Whenever I try and like show my wife one of my tweets because I like her to give me praise and adulation for how funny I am, mm-hmm. she immediately starts looking at the replies, and I'm like, no, no, give me the phone. Don't, just don't even look at them. It's but, wild to me. You're actually probably the only male that I know that gets so much anger. Like it makes me feel good to go to look at the females. Thank God for that? the females because they make me feel like I don't really get that much. You know, I'm always like, dang, people are really rude to me. And then I look at poor Katie McGrady's mentions and I'm like, okay, no, actually, they're not so bad to me. Um, Yeah. I don't yeah, get it. She'll be like, happy understand. birthday to my daughter. Yeah. And like a thousand anonymous people will be like, too bad you don't love her. And it's poor like, Katie, oh my, my gosh. Psychos. Katie's in the book, by the way. She should have done a whole a whole contribution on that. That would have been great. I'm excited to read her chapter. I I wanted to save it for like a special time, like not today. Um, <laughs> but I am excited to read it. Katie's wonderful. Um, so you have like 12 different jobs. I do. I have one job, actually. I guess it depends on what you're saying as a job. Well, okay. So you're you're an author. You host. Do you uh, that's still not do a job. The, no. Do you still do three podcasts, two podcasts? You've had just up to one three. now. Just one now. Yeah, yeah. You're down to one. Okay, so the Catholic, Catholic Hipster podcast has breathed its last maybe not hopefully not sarah okay it's kind of extremely busy and successful in actual life so you know she's on her on her way i know she's rocking it um okay so that one's pot and then yeah we don't have the uh why am i going blank about chimney the chimney breeze yes i was was like what is it um yeah that's that's in hiatus as well (laughs) now that one's probably gone forever (laughs) um okay that's fair but then you're still doing like the the newer kind of wildly successful mental health podcast. I I enjoy doing that. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun for me. Well, yeah. Is it just like so crazy? No it's, pun intended. Uh, it Sorry, actually I don't came know. out I was of trying. <laughs> that was that was yeah. I walked right past it. That was uh, it. Actually, came out of the. I did a thing on clerically speaking and about uh, Father Sharapa talking about depression and anxiety, and that's mm-hmm. what kind of. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I actually like talking about this. Maybe that would be fun instead of feeling forced to read other people's tweets, you know? So that was uh, How a do blessing. You, before, we know you have to get out of here in a few minutes, but just before we go, I, how is it working in that field and balancing Catholicism and, like, what? Because you work for the state, right? Uh, for the county, but, yeah. The county, yeah. sorry. Same, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so you can't really, like how do you how do you go about i mean it's not really a thing where you would want to jam catholicism in in there anyway it's not you want to do what's best for the um for who you're seeing but how do how how do you go about juggling like do you ever find yourself at odds like what's give give me a what's it like yeah let me in a little bit let us in yeah i mean you know the only time i've ever maybe messed up was when i was younger and i was trying to help somebody figure out how to forgive and uh, mm. they were Christian, and I said something like, well, you know, you know how we pray the Our Father? And she goes, well, we don't have to pray the Our Father. 
Mm-hmm. And I realized, like, uh, well, that's she, why you're depressed. <laughs> she knew I was Catholic, so I think it was like a little <laughs> slam at that. But, but really, um, I don't feel much tension. Uh, people bring, you know, their faith to the table uh, quite frequently because it's a it's a major player in everyone's mental health, really. You know, um, and there's so much from our faith that that I'm able to. Um, just share with people in the midst of being a therapist, like their dignity and worth, no matter how they're doing and how they're feeling, right? Like how life really is worth living, you know, even when it feels like it's not. And just these little things that can kind of, um, that I feel in, I, I'm informed from our faith about these things, uh, but they fit really well, well into like a therapy context. So um, that, you know, and then I have like some, like a crucifix on my desk and get people walking up, making weird comments to me all the time. And that's kind of, I enjoy that. That's fun. They're like, who's the dead guy? <laughs> <laughs> More they're like, oh, I didn't know you were Catholic. I used to be Catholic. And then they want to talk and I'm like, I, you know, I got to go to the restaurant. Oh gosh. Those are like famous last words. Right. <laughs> they're like, I used to be Catholic. And you're like, great. I'm going to hear about, it's like, it's like three different, it's like, I'm either going to hear about the nuns from your school right, or... <laughs> an immediate family member's divorce or like there's not that many it's coming and i'm like i didn't i didn't ask for this but i guess i did right that's true at least you're getting paid for your emotional labor that's true and when i come home i get to tell my wife that i don't get have to talk about feelings because i did it for the last nine hours so i'm off the hook oh wow wow my therapist one of my favorite things oh yeah yeah your grand your grandparent therapist that's what he said he's my grand therapist and i was like well that's just (laughs) But then I was thinking, you know, it'd be funny. I'm like, well, do you tell your therapist about me? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, do therapists tell their therapists about their patients? I mean, not not like who you are or something, but but I would say that we would talk to other therapists about what's going on, for sure. Because, like, wouldn't it be funny if, like, okay, you're the therapist, and you have this patient, and then you're telling your therapist, not necessarily the identifying information, but, like, you know, your treatment of this patient is coming up to your therapist. Right your therapist sees a therapist and it's actually that patient and you've created <laughs> this like is a, a triangulated this is a good movie right here right this is better than the movie about the lady who's dating her therapist's son oh gosh um with uh uma thurman um this is way better than that that would be so better. yeah i will so say my favorite part about being a therapist is telling people I'm a therapist at parties and then they lean over to my wife and say it must be so nice to be married to a man who's so in touch with his feelings and my wife says I wouldn't know uh, <laughs> so that's <laughs> right like you're in touch with other people's feelings <laughs> yeah All right. that's kind of why it's like saying a like a doctor can't get sick like obviously right you know and that's yeah. why you become a therapist I don't I don't like talking about my feelings I would prefer not to go to therapy myself which has probably been a downfall in my life, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Zach, we got to let Tommy go. He yep, has, so the book man. is The Catholic Hipster. The next It's available level. November the 8th. It's got a picture of Dorothy Day getting arrested on the cover, uh, which is wonderful. Speaking of Dorothy Day, my wife and I wrote a book uh, called How to Catholic Family that uh, had a little bit of information about Dorothy Day in it. And if you go on Goodreads and look up the reviews on there, there is a great review from someone that's very long, giving lots of positive thoughts, and then says, unfortunately, they spoke of Dorothy Day in a positive light toward the end of the book, which ruined the entire thing uh, for me. And I would just like to say I love that person so much. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> so Where then can we slap Dorothy on a cover. <laughs> yeah. 
Where, people can find the book uh, anywhere. I guess you can get it from a local Catholic bookstore, preferably one run by the Daughters of St. Paul. Um, you can go to Ave Maria's website, Barnes & Noble. They have a website. And I guess if all else fails, you can go to Amazon. Amazing. Yeah. He's Amazon. At... It's this AmazonSynod.com, right? That's the one. Kidding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at the GH is silent on Twitter. Go say something nice to cut through all the other stuff and uh yeah tommy that's thanks so for... kind that's the nicest thing you could have said <laughs> thanks for coming on and uh we'll talk to you talk to you before volume three comes out we'll talk to you when you ask us to be in volume three i think that's right what, yeah that'll be Zach. my ticket to the next interview yeah it'll be on the in the book oh you, you shouldn't have oh that's, that's very nice of you all right <laughs> tommy. thanks tommy all right guys have a wonderful night i'll be praying for you Thank you too you. thanks There it is, Zach. That was our good pal Tommy Ty. What a great, what a what a lovely man. That was fun. I'm glad that we got to chat with him. Yeah. Uh, shall we close that with the Saint of the Week? It would let's been, hear it. It would have been really nice if Saint Dymphna's feast day was this week, so we could do her Saint of the Week. But we'll have to wait till May, the week of May 15th, to get that in. We will. We will. Until then, we have St. Andrew Avellino, an Italian priest born in 1521. He died November 10th, 1608. His feast day is November 10th, and he was canonized. He was beatified 1624 by Urban VIII and canonized 1712 by Clement XI. His major shrine is the Church of St. Paul in Naples. He is the patron of Naples, and he is invoked against sudden death, which is not good. No one wants to sudden be suddenly dead. Yeah. His baptismal I mean, unless name... Unless we're talking w- about in sports, right? No, why? Oh, sudden death. Well, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's fine. Lance, Continue. his baptismal name was Lance Lotto, L-A-N-C-E-L-O. Lance is such a terrible name. No, it was it's Lance Lotto. One name. Lance Lotto. Okay, that's Lance, actually that slaps. Lance Lotto. Uh, he received his elementary training in the school. In once he received his elementary training, he was sent to Venice to pursue courses in humanities and philosophy. And he was a handsome young man, and his chastity was often exposed to dangers from female admirers. Uh, to escape all of that, he took ecclesiastic, ecclesiastical tonsure. Do you know what that is? Um, yeah, that's where they shave off part of your hair, right? Yeah, so he tried no? to... Yeah, he tried to apparently de-beautify himself, de-handsome himself by... Uh, leaving that ring around, of hair around his head, but they could still—they could probably still tell. They're like, clearly, you're still handsome. He—he uh, he went on to Naples to study canon and civil law and attain the degree of Doctor of Laws, and then was ordained a priest at the age of 26. And he, uh, for some time, was the lawyer at the ecclesiastical court of Naples. He was assigned uh, by the Archbishop of Naples to help reform a convent. Uh, it had become 
it says here to become a source of great scandal because of the laxity of its discipline. And he was uh, such a great, he was such, yeah, he was such a great example. You hate to see laxity of discipline. What's up? You hate to see laxity of discipline. Yeah, I would. So he, but he was such a great example of discipline and he had an untiring zeal. That's how they describe it, that he restored the religious discipline to the con- convent, uh, even though that you know he had great trouble and great difficulties doing it, they were there. There were like clandestine meetings between the men and the women, and they were upset at the interference. And they they tried to plot against him. And one night he was severely beaten and wounded. And he was uh, basically then he was brought to the monastery to a monastery where he was helped where he was supposed to recuperate and that's where he ended up taking he was invested into this monastery at the age of 35 and he took the name andrew in honor of andrew the apostle so that's how dang that's how lance lotto became andrew lance the more i say lance lotto the more i like it uh he basically he was known for hearing confessions and visiting the sick like he just kept he just worked so hard at that and he did that a whole bunch and he uh he had some works that were published in naples in in 1731 uh this is well this is 19 years after he was canonized so he did a lot he was uh beginning the holy sacrifice on the of the mass on november 10th 1608 when he was stricken with a pop apoplexy Apoplexy is apoplectic, the bleeding of the internal organs. Yeah. Yeah. Apoplexy. Yeah. So he died at the age of 88, which is pretty old for back then. Yeah. I mean, he was pretty old going into the monastery, 35. Yeah. Ooh. Ugh. Uh, Yeah. There it is. So St. Andrew Avellino. All right, Zach, anything else? Anything else before we wrap it up? Short podcast today, but you know, sometimes that happens. Um, you know, I don't think so. Uh, everyone just please pray for us and we'll pray for you and uh, have a wonderful week. All right. Talk to you all next week. Bye.